Hello and welcome back to Out of Office. This is the podcast for people who want to go freelance or are already doing it. I am your host, Fiona Thomas. I'm also the author of the book Out of Office, which is available now everywhere, basically everywhere. Uh, And it's also on audiobook now, which is quite exciting. So if you want to hear, not me, but a very friendly sounding Scottish woman (laughs) read (laughs) out of office into your ear holes then you can get that now. So I am really enjoying being back back to the podcast. Um, I'm taking taking a leaf out of my own book basically and I'm trying to record podcasts in a way that feels easy to me, in a way that feels fun because for the first 10 episodes of Out of Office, I wrote a script for every episode, which you probably wouldn't know, like I feel <laughs> so humble, I feel <laughs> I feel like I delivered them quite naturally, um, but it, def- it definitely cut out the moments like this where I'm like going, mm, uh, uh. <laughs> it definitely made the kind of recording process quicker. And probably will make the edit. This probably this is going to make the editing process much harder because <laughs> I'm rambling and doing lots of <sighs> sounds. But I'm just trying this year to make life easy for myself. Like I don't know about you, but I get into the habit of just making my life much harder than it needs to be. So I was finding that I was putting off doing recording episodes of the podcast because. The thought of having to write the episode first just felt like really exhausting. Um, even as a writer, like, I don't know, writing a podcast script just felt really overwhelming. Even though it always led to <clears throat> a good episode, I'm just trying, I'm just trying something new. Just, I'm just trying something new, okay guys? So, hopefully these episodes will still be really good. <laughs> so the last episode that went up was unscripted, this episode is unscripted, so hopefully they aren't terrible. But I thought what I would do for this episode is do like an FAQs, so frequently asked questions about writing, and maybe what I can do is every every few episodes I can do an FAQs about a certain subject, so we could do um, social media, we could do, um, what else could we do? Like multiple income streams, we could do mental health, we could do lots of different topics. So, um, basically, I'm going to go through a few of the FAQs that I've had on Instagram recently. Quite often on Instagram, I will just say, ask me questions about this, and then I will give you my opinion and my answers. So I thought I would go through the ones that I've had recently about writing and talk to you about writing. Because um, the next, as if you don't know already, um, I run courses and webinars and stuff around writing. And in spring, I am launching... Uh, find your voice which is a course that I ran last year it's the very first course that I ever ran and it was bloody brilliant so I'm relaunching it again this year it will be um all the details will be in the description below in the show notes so if you want to find out more about find your voice you can click that link and you can find out about it but anyway let's get to the FAQs and see if I can elaborate on some of the answers I gave on Instagram. 
So I, so I asked on Instagram what, um, like, what are you working on and what are you procrastinating about? And somebody said that they are 18 chapters in to a book um, and they've lost their way. And I guess, like, the, I guess the question there is, like, how do you keep, how do you find the motivation to keep going when you're, like, kind of partway through a project? And I think that's why I've always, like, if you're, if you have listened to other writing podcasts, or especially people who write fiction, you will hear people talk about either being a a plotter or a pantser. So that means that they either plot meticulously, so they literally will have a plan of what the plot of the book is going to be, and they set that all out beforehand, and then they write it. Or you are a pantser, which means you fly by the seat of your pants and you literally just sit down. You might have a vague idea of where you're going to go, but you just, you just write and you see what happens when you start writing. So it sounds like this person has possibly started as a pantser and is now regretting it. Because <laughs> they're, they're 18 chapters in and they've lost their way. Um, and I think I, I've never written... I've written a bit of fiction, I've never written a whole novel, um, but definitely I'm finding now, as as I kind of start to do that for fun, I'm starting to figure out that I definitely am a bit of a plotter. I think I like to have a structure ahead of me, otherwise I I get lost. Even when I'm writing a, an article, if I'm writing an article for, um, you know, like Happyful magazine or Reader's Digest or in Metro, the places that I've written before, I do like to have a rough structure, uh, kind of, literally, it's not even on a Word document, it could literally just be like five bullet points, you know, written down, you know, on a scrap of paper or on a post-it note, because I do tend to go off piste a bit and I tend to ramble a bit or not even ramble but I will just kind of go down a rabbit hole and start talking about something that isn't necessarily related but and I like having the freedom to do that I still will allow myself to do that but there gets a point where you might have written like an extra 500 words and then you you think what was that what was the point I was trying to make here <laughs> so having that plot or having that bullet point structure to go back to then you go oh okay that's fine I remember why I went down this rabbit hole and it was necessary but now I just need to bring it back to what I was talking about originally so doesn't necessarily help this person halfway through because if you're halfway through like and you haven't written a plot maybe that's something that you should consider and you should have done from the start but doesn't mean that everything that you've written until this point isn't good like I think you definitely you definitely halfway through get to the point where you think oh my god why did I start this and I have found that with both of my non-fiction books that at the halfway point it feels a bit like you know when you when you decide to clean out your closet and you're at the point where everything that you own is on the floor or on the bed in piles, nothing is organised, the closet is completely empty and you're at the point now where you have to undo all the mess that you've made. (laughs) That's how it feels halfway through a book, in my experience, but you just have to keep going. But I I do think having a structure, even just a loose structure or a purpose in place is really important. When I was writing out of office, I had a very clear structure. I had to write a book proposal to to get 
to get the contract so that I could write the book. So I had a, a very clear structure as to what each chapter would be about. But I also found it really helpful to have it written up on the wall of who I was writing this for. So like what kind of person was going to be reading this? How were they feeling going into reading this book and picking it up? Because I knew that people generally probably would be feeling or I wanted to write it for people who felt nervous and felt worried and felt maybe quite low self-esteem and I wanted to make sure that when they finished reading the book that they would feel confident and they would feel comforted by the fact that I too feel like that and felt like that and but I still you don't have to be crazy confident to be a successful freelancer so I wanted to I felt I found it really helpful to have that visually on my wall so that I could see this is the person I'm writing for this is why I need to bring it back to this point um and also wrote on that like why am I the person to write this why and why is this book different so I think if you're writing a big project it can be really really helpful to have that guiding some sort of guiding statement up on your wall visually so that you can every time you kind of feel like you're getting a bit lost you can look at that bit of paper and remind yourself why you started writing this and who it's for and what the purpose is so that would be my tip for that somebody asked um how do you write like write write anything other than sat in front of an empty page um and I, I definitely get that like I think I'm and I get into the habit of telling people people come to me and say like oh I want to write but I don't know how to get started and I'll say oh just start just start but I think the point is that a lot of people know that they want to write but they maybe don't know what they want to say and I think that is the that's the issue that people maybe struggle with most is that they they know they've got something inside of them but they just don't know what that is and I think I probably felt like that back, like, back before I had my mental breakdown. And it wasn't until I had a mental breakdown that I realised that was what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm not saying that you need to, like, I'm not advising you go out and, like, push yourself to the, the brink emotionally so that you can have something to write about. But also just don't, like, don't don't worry if you feel like you've not got anything to say yet. It's okay, especially if you're young. If you are like, you know, 20 years old and you feel like you've not got anything to say yet, like, of course you don't. Like, of course, somebody who's 60 years old is going to have a lot, like, a, a, just a broader wealth of experience and different th- topics that they want to tap into. It's okay. Don't, like, you don't need to be creating your best work at age 20. It's fine. I, like I say, I didn't, I didn't start taking my writing seriously until I was 30. And I wasn't published until I was 31, I think. So don't, like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. And see, like, I know that an empty page is scary, but sometimes an empty page is scarier than just filling it. And not everything that you write is going to be good. Not everything that you write is going to be published. But that isn't really the point. If you think about authors who have been published um 
they don't publish every single thing that they write. They publish their best work. They publish the stuff that they're most proud of. We don't get to see all their notebooks, all their half-finished novels, all the novels that got rejected, all the screenplays that got rejected. We don't see all that um, and we're not meant to. So if you're staring at a blank page and worried about what you're going to write, I think just accept that you probably won't or you might not write stuff that you're that happy with but that's okay because that's all part of the process like you have to kind of get all that stuff out your system before you get to the good stuff like you're you're chipping away at all the stuff that you want to say and eventually you'll hit gold and I think that's maybe it sounds easy when I say it like that but it's not like it it is I still really fear a blank page I still feel fear writing stuff that's embarrassing or stuff that's not good or stuff that I'm not proud of like every writer feels like that but the secret is that we just write anyway we write anyway and we don't necessarily always read it back we'll just write stuff until we get to the good part um at the moment I am experimenting with fiction and I've started writing a novel but I know that I've written like 2,000 words and it's that probably none of that will be included because I have to warm up, I have to get to the point of the story and I'm not worried about deleting that or scrapping it because it's still all work that needs to be done and you still... If I write 10,000 words, I'll happily delete the first 9,000 if 1,000 is really, really good. I think that just comes with practice. And the secret is just to actually put pen to paper or to sit down and write and not be too precious about what comes out and just accept that the more you do it, the better you'll get. The same with like, you know, footballers practicing football, like they don't, they're not playing amazingly seven days a week, but they still have to practice and it's that practice that gets you good at it. I think we, a lot of writers, especially new writers, like it's, it's, it's fear, it's a feeling of fear and a lot of experienced writers talk about this and talk about writer's block and how a lot of people don't think that writer's block even exists, they say it's just fear, it's just a fear of writing and I definitely get that, I felt it a lot recently trying to get into that fiction stuff, I'll just distract myself and distract myself and realise that it's just fear. I'm just scared that I won't be any good at what I write. Um, I think it's a fear, a fear of failure, a fear of a fear of embarrassment, and a fear of being vulnerable. Like putting yourself out there emotionally is really, really scary. But the thing that makes you a writer and that will make you a good writer is actually writing and that is the thing that nobody wants to hear everybody wants to find out like what's the secret like what book should I read like what should I do like what program should I use to be a better writer it's like it really doesn't matter all those things the most important thing is that you just sit down and you write and you write regularly um and you you fight against that blank page and you fill it even if you fill it with complete nonsense it is better than not filling it at all Somebody also asked me about like how to, if you are a writer, if your job is a writer, 
like the position I'm in, how do you make time or how do you find the energy to do the writing work that you enjoy? So somebody on Instagram had said that they write articles for a living but they find it really hard to prioritise their fiction work, uh, writing novels and that is definitely me. Like 12 months ago I was making money writing for small businesses. I was writing all day so I was writing like blog posts, newsletters, press releases, website copy, all that kind of stuff and so the idea of writing for myself just felt like exhausting, like it just felt like oh there's no way I've got the energy to do that Um, and it was it was lockdown that forced me to find time for that basically because I lost my biggest client and a lot of work dried up and I was forced to really reconnect with why I started my business and why why I chose this path and I remember I remembered it's because I like to write and it didn't come easily like I didn't all of a sudden then start writing like 2,000 words a day um but for me doing some exercises some prompts was really good for me and that kind of kind of sparked some ideas with me and sparked some creativity and also I found recently I have found having a separate um, creative space to a workspace is really helpful for me and I know um, one of my Inspire Write Repeat students, Sarah Lou, she does this as well. So she has her laptop where she does all her digital, she does digital marketer and does website design. So she does all that on her laptop. And then when she goes to write her fiction stuff, she has a separate um, kind of workspace, which is like a, I think it's like an iPad she's got. So the iPad screen and then a, and a keyboard. And she does all her fiction work on that, which I think is such a brilliant idea. Um, I don't have that but I do write my fiction stuff and my personal journaling. I always write that in my bedroom whereas I work at my desk and it's not like I've got an office or anything. My desk is in my living room so don't get, don't be thinking I'm this like (laughs) successful writer with like a five bedroom house. Absolutely not. My desk is in the living room and I just pick up my laptop when I want to write fiction or when I want to journal or if I want to write something for myself I will go and I will sit in bed and I'll open my laptop there or I'll sit in um, I've got a a nice yellow big yellow armchair in my front room and I will sit in that to write so I think having separate spaces um, can be really really helpful but it doesn't mean that you need like multiple offices (laughs) because I know that that's not realistic but yeah, I think having having separate space is good, but also another tip would be using um, pen and paper. Like I find, because I write for a living, I write on my laptop, obviously, all day. Um, but there's something about picking up a pen and paper that helps me mentally shift from writing for work to writing for pleasure. So if I am struggling a bit, I will t- just like... Google like some writing prompts or um, I'll just do some free writing in my in my journal and just kind of get get whatever's in my mind just get it out my head and onto the page and I find that I find that really helpful and another thing is 
accountability. So having somebody else or being part of a group or a programme that kind of encourages you to write on a regular basis. So I run Inspire, Write, Repeat at the moment, which is an accountability group for writers. But also uh, Find Your Voice, which is my next course that's coming up. Um, I've just find being part of that and it sounds crazy but when you pay for a course you're just so much more likely to action the advice that you get. Um, so I found that, I found when I ran Find Your Voice last year that the students that took part were all quite invigorated creatively and they were making time to write in a way that they hadn't done before. So I think yeah that's hopefully that's a few tips that will give you a bit of a boost. Um, to do with writing. Somebody else asked about ebooks. Let me find the question. As a writer, are ebooks a good source of income um, and a good way to share knowledge? So, ebooks is something that a lot of writers think um, think about, and I personally have found ebooks were a good way to kind of prove your knowledge. So I. I, I think you guys will get it on my website. I wrote like a, a free ebook about my mental illness like back in the day and offered that out um, for free and I found that was a really good way to just connect with people on a deeper level because it was a longer, a much longer story than I could have put into a blog post. But that was for free so it wasn't necessarily a way to make money. Um, but I found it was just a really good way to get people interested in, in my other services and also got them to sign up to my mailing list. Um, but if you want to like kind of prove your knowledge in a subject, I think ebooks can be a good way to do it. But bear in mind like the work that goes into creating an ebook can it might take you quite a while. It might take you like a week or a few weeks to write this ebook and to format it and to get it all together. And and then remember that ebooks don't necessarily sell for very much. So it depends. Like, I've bought ebooks for like five pounds. Then there's other ebooks like that are you know maybe not creatively fulfilling, but they could be like teaching you a skill or something like SEO or copywriting or Instagram or something like that. And people will charge more for that. You could be like fifty or sixty pounds for that. But I think bear in mind that. People think that ebooks are passive income, um, but they don't sell themselves. So you create them, and yeah, it's there for people to buy, but you still have to promote it and you still have to talk about it. So um, it is a, a lot of the time it's a low priced item. Um, so just make sure that you're actually going to get a good return on your investment and your time. So make sure that you are actually going to promote it and talk about it and. And, and get people to buy it because otherwise it may it may have been a waste of your time but I guess that's from a kind of financial point of view but from a creative point of view if you just wanted to write something and put it out there then I think like you know if it was like a collection of short stories or poetry or a novel then an ebook could be a good way to get it out there self-publishing is not an area of publishing that I um experienced in I've gone the traditional route and been published prof- um not professionally traditionally um and that has meant that I've always had an editor to work with which has been great and also a 
publisher who has dealt with all the logistics of getting my book up on Amazon and on um, all these different stores like you can get my book on Waterstones, you can get it on W. Smith, like it's you can get it on Kindle, you can get it on audiobook, all these things I wouldn't have been able to do myself. Um, so just bear in mind that if you are writing an ebook and self-publishing you will need to figure all that out by yourself and a lot of writers who self-publish don't fork out the money for an editor and I think don't underestimate the power of having an editor look at your work because I just feel like editors don't get enough credit for the work that they do. Both of my books, the editing process has been so crucial. The editor has shifted the structure, they've, you know, they've pointed out things that have been repeated, um, they've shown me where I need to give more detail, where I need to give less detail, like, the editors have come up with the title for the book in the past, like, it's crazy how good editors are, so... Um, I would definitely invest, like, if you can, invest in an editor to look at your stuff before you publish it. But definitely, if you want to, if you want to do something like short and fun, like a short story or a collection of poems or something, I think ebooks are a really good way to to kind of dip your toe in and gives you that sense of autonomy. If you're struggling to get interest from a publisher, can be a really good way to just let people see your work and. A good way to just drum up a bit of interest in your writing and also I think it gives you it kind of forces you to finish something which is something that I think a lot of writers struggle with is they they just tinker away for ages and ages and edit themselves and rewrite and tweak it and they're just so you know they're perfectionists to the point where they just actually never put anything out into the world and I think um, I think it was Seth Golden that said art isn't art until it's out there in the world and it connects with someone so remember that as a writer you want your work to be read so making your own ebook could be a good way for you to overcome your fear of actually putting your work out into the world so just something to think about <laughs> but that I think I'm going to leave it on the Q&A for that um, really enjoy hearing people's questions because they always ask questions that I wouldn't have thought to bring up on the podcast so if you have got any ideas for what you want me to answer in FAQs or episodes um, please come and find me on Instagram pop me a DM and definitely follow me on there because that's where you can ask me questions and then you, you get the answer on the podcast so if you want to learn more about writing remember to come and follow me and click the link in my description to find out more about Find Your Voice, my, my new course which is launching very soon. So that's all for this week. I will see you in the next episode of Out of Office and don't forget that you can get your own copy of Out of Office, my book which is out now, available now in all good bookstores. You can also get it on ebook, on Kindle and on audiobook. So I will see you in the next episode. Take it easy. See you soon. Bye.